And so, with the cup held high, me the leave Croke Park, All-Ireland football champions for 1949. Oh, beautiful me, you've got all that I need. Dimpsey hits Davin Fay. Anthony Finnerty comes in and gives him a touch of the elbow. Colm Kyle hitting Finnerty. This is Colm's first punch. Finity delayed reaction, looks around, sees Martin O'Connell coming in and thinks that the best action is to go down. What a set of matches we've had. Four terrific and memorable games. Final score meets 2-10. Dublin, 15. So Joe McDonough, GA president, presents Sam McGuire to Graham Geraghty and meet of the football champions. Hello ladies and gentlemen and welcome to another edition of the We Are Meat podcast. I'm Mickey Brennan and it's a full bunker this week. Uh, Davey Rusman, I didn't put the Christmas tree in like I said it was going to last week um, because the boys are back and there'll be no room for the four of us and uh, a Christmas tree in here at the moment. Yeah, it's great to have everyone back I suppose. It's it's great that the boys you know, show up at once every Blue Moon. <laughs> <laughs> I know, in fairness, as we said, uh, Kieran was away in Galway and he's feeling the worst for wear for it, I, th- I think, still. And, and uh, Brian Kelly wasn't able to get back from Mullingar. So it was just, it was one of those weeks uh, last week. But uh, look, we managed all right. Yeah, no, I think it we went really well, yeah. How's things, lads, anyway, Brian? Oh, it's good, Mickey, not bad on it. And Kieran? You'll be getting a letter from my sister. <laughs> <laughs> not the first time I've heard that, way, so it's not. Um, but on this week's anyway, We Are Mead podcast, we're going to be running through some of the under-21 results and uh, hopefully try and get some of the fixtures up as well. We'll be looking at some of the underage games that were played this week as well. Um, we're going to look uh, forward to the O'Byrne Cup fixtures, which are just coming right around the corner. Um, it's hard to believe that the B team are going to be back out in a couple of weeks' time. Also, we'll have a look at the Q Cup fixtures and Nick Weir, uh, the new... Mead Hurland manager is going to uh, get his first um, bit of action in the Kyo Cup as well in early December and uh, we might as well have a look at that uh, old manager merry-go-round that we were discussing last week and uh, on our uh, uh, don't forget to look at our Patreon podcasts as well this week uh, we had uh, the interview with Keen McBride last week um, which is absolutely brilliant uh, stalwart of Mead GAA um, and uh, you know he did in the interview you'll hear with David Risman that he did leave uh, the gate wide open to coming back and playing football for Mead in the future and uh, wouldn't it be absolutely fantastic if he went over there got unbelievable conditioning and a professional setup got came back like an absolute tank and was able to uh, roll straight into a Mead team it'd be great um, to see it um, also uh, as well in the coming weeks just to let you know on our Patreon podcast and we will be having uh, interviews with a few um, uh, people from uh, Mead Circles. Tony O'Brien, the chairman of the Mead Supporters Club. Dave Urspin, you've lined up uh, Tony O'Brien. And uh, we'll, we'll find out from Tony exactly how the Mead Supporters Club works and uh, the work that it's done over the last number of years as well. Yeah, there's a huge um, amount of work going into it. You know, every year the, Tony's, Tony's been at the heart of it, you know, and uh, the... They rely on memberships and that from people, and um, I'm sure he'll talk about that and everything that comes with it. And you know, the trips away every year to go to every meet game home or away, and um, it's very well run. And, and in fairness, Tony's a great lad, and it'll be great to you know get him in here to talk. I know he's a huge fan of the podcast, yeah, absolutely. It'd be great to get Tony in, and uh, they've been on the go a long, long time. The Meat Supporters Club, and uh, we'll also in the coming weeks have an interview with Seamus Kenny, he's the head of operations in Meat GAA. And uh, Seamus Kenny will be updating us on uh, exactly how the, the draws for the houses have been going. And uh, we will get talking to him about the underage structures and uh, even the senior structures, the change in the structures to the senior championship um, and everything GEA with Seamus will talk maybe about his time um, playing for Mead as well. And of course, getting his hands on the elusive Keaton Cup in 2016 for the first time with Simonson Gales and uh, him in the twilight of his career. He won't thank me for saying that. Um, and uh, we look over the next few weeks, we're going to try and get some really, really good uh, podcasts out on our Patreon system. I'm collaborating with Mr. Kieran Flynn at the moment, the PRO of me, GAA. Making on, an album, isn't it? It's we're Christmas, making, yeah, Christmas. Jazz, jazz and blues. <laughs> <I believe. laughs> it's going to be 
very funky. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> um, but myself and Kieran are collaborating at the moment and trying to uh, do up um, some sort of a system to judge who have been the best teams in all three championships, the three top championships in Mead over the last five years. And that should be a very interesting one. We're going to use league tables, Fesh Cup, Tolchin Cup and Cornabonia, and we're going to use league and championship and knockout stages and everything and we're going to grade them all and come back to you and uh, see who uh, who ranks the highest over the last five years um, you might have some surprises I know we talked about this earlier on lads and we were saying that you know probably would be like in a uh, division one or senior you know you'd probably be looking at Kells being the most consistent team over the last five years David Rispin and maybe they'd be the ones you know that have to be up there as number one in Mead um, over the last five years yeah but obviously it's going to be done I think on a ranking yeah. system and stuff so although Kells would be consistently in semi-finals finals and everything uh, from Keegan Cup maybe not finals in Keegan Cup but definitely in leagues and fresh cups the likes of your Simon St. Gales Summer Hills and Dunboyne may get the extra points from being in finals and winning yeah. championships I'm, I'm which gonna, might, you know and obviously we'll have to rank them that your your Keegan Cup. Actually, this is something I want to ask you as well before we do do this collaboration. So the Keegan Cup or, or, or your championship, your relative championship, is obviously going to have to be worth more points than the league in the Fesh Cup. Mm. But which would be worth more than Fesh Cup or league? league? Which one? You'd have it down as league. league. Because it's done over the course of a season. And Davy, Which would I rather win? Well, well no, which one uh, Which one should we rank as being higher? So, like the points for the for the for the senior championship are going to be more than the league yeah. or the fresh kip fresh cup. So we are or the relative knockout competition. So which one would you give? I'd, I'd probably more agree. I'd say, I'd say league to be honest. Yeah. Um. Because and a lot of again, this goes back to the whole discussion about the fresh cup and the you know, the way it's viewed. Maybe nowadays it's probably not as highly on the list of priorities as maybe a league would be for certain clubs. Yeah. And uh, Kieran Flynn. Yeah, I'd have to echo the two lads. I, Ideally, the Fesh Cup, etc., should be higher. Yeah, that's and my maybe thing. Maybe yeah. it's something in the future it should be higher, and maybe fixture plans we can get it back. But if it's going to be a pre season tournament or it's going to be kind of thrown in at hard times for people to feel and people give walkovers in it, you have to say the league is the second most important competition. Yeah, yeah, I, 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 I definitely see the, the, the thought process on that, all right. Um, I would feel that a knockout competition, a t- where it's straight knockout, uh, like old championship days that that should be held in higher esteem and the Fesh Cup at the moment is kind of played during the summer at the right times of the year and stuff like that so and maybe maybe it'll come back in, in, in the next number of years but uh, yeah so we will be uh, doing that we will have a, a podcast on that over the next few weeks and we're going to try and come up with a few other ideas for podcasts um, that uh, and we'll throw it out to our listeners as well and um, we'll let you come back to us with ideas of podcasts that you would like to hear obviously we're going to try and get some ex-county footballers in as well and um, the big names I suppose like we will try and get Martin O'Connell in and um, we just have to get reading his new book first before we bring him in um, and uh, we'll hopefully get him in uh, to do a, a bit with us and uh, of course if anybody else has any uh, other um, I suppose nominees. Nomina- nominations for, for, for interviews and if we can get them I suppose like the, the, the big names would be Graham Garrity and Tommy Dowd and Colm O'Rourke and uh, you know all those lads I'm sure people out there would would well, love to hear yeah. from them it might do Graham might come in and you know enlighten us on you know the events of maybe last weekend as well yeah absolutely while, 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 while we're on it it's right we should bring it up um, um, fortunately um, unfortunately for Graham Garrity his house was broken into Last weekend, and his All Ireland medals and Leinster medals were stolen. Just the Leinster. It was just the Leinster yeah, medals, yeah. wasn't it? Six in total. Six total. Minor yeah. all the way up to senior. But also his, Three, uh, his Leinster club medal with Clannagale from 2007 and his Keegan Cup medal that he won with Sanchison in 1994, they were also taken. Yeah, absolute uh, disgusting. Kells lads, wasn't it? Mr. Kells lads. <laughs> oh, just with a the there. <laughs> Oh, definitely not. It's sure Kieran Flynn's father taught, taught them. They wouldn't do such a thing. But look, some of them. On a serious note, though, Kieran Flynn, like um, uh, that's just a disgusting act, and and it seems like they're. I I don't know what else was taken from the house, but like they knew what they were taking when they were taking those medals. Yeah, like obviously they have some value in regards to the actual metal itself, but the sentimental value will always trump any yeah, the real value. value of it. So, like, there's something that Graham obviously fought hard for to win. 
their their sentimental value. Like and really, we we're starting to spread the word. It's starting to be spread around the different channels, VGA, it was in the Sporters Club on Facebook, and it's in WhatsApp groups, etc. So just keep spreading the word because you saw recently with that that child's wheelchair, wasn't it? It was returned. Yeah, the guy it was in the Chronicle front page of the Chronicle, and it was great when they realised the amount of people that were behind the campaign and the hardship that they were causing. They realised like we give back what we took. So maybe. Like I said, if they if they took a TV or a laptop or whatever, I'd say that the guarantees aren't too bothered, but they want the medals back, big time. Yeah, yeah. sentimental value is, is, is you can't put a value on that. And, and, and as we said, if you do see it, share it. And if, if there is anybody out there with any information on it, get in touch with your local guard station. And uh, because, you know, that's something uh, you wouldn't like to see it happening to anyone, so you wouldn't. But uh, what we'll do is we're going to move on now. And uh, I suppose we'll go to Kieran Flynn. Um, the man who's suffering with a bit of hay fever here, he, I think he must have been off in Spain or something for a few well, days. I was, I was saying to David, it was the grass and the tree gene, don't <laughs> The grass. Yeah, was, I, I think it was a sober weekend. His body's in shock. Yeah, it could be that as <laughs> well. well. I think yeah, it was a quiet weekend. Four hours in Dungani yesterday, I think it'll do anyone harm. And speaking of four hours in Dungani, um, we will be coming back to those uh, underage results, but we'll start with the under 21 results. And if you have any fixtures, we'll take them off you as well. So, uh, Kieran Flynn. Uh, under-21 championship results. Yeah, so there was under-21 played uh, today. It was a massive win for St. Peter's Dunboyne in the main football championship, defeating Navan O'Matney's 1-11 to two points. And of course, that O'Matney's team were their virtue of a, of a, an, an easy win in the, yeah. <laughs> off the field. Of was, that, was that the semi-final though there today? That was the semi-final. That was the today. semi-final, so Dunboyne are now in the final. So yeah. uh, O'Matney's uh, actually didn't have to play a quarter-final yeah. because uh, the two teams that uh, screen at Summerhill. Yeah. Summer the winner of that game was supposed to play O'Matney's, but there was no winner of that game. No, it's uh, both teams have been removed from the competition because of unsavoury incidents at the game. Yeah, they caused the premature premature termination of the game, so basically were put out of the competition for that. So O'Matney's obviously were lacking maybe game practice, and that's a St Peter's Dunboyne team now that obviously have have good success in recent years. They were in the final of it last year, weren't they? As well, they're a very strong team. So. And uh, what was the margin? Winning margin it was one eleven to two. And is that the Division One proper? Yeah, it is indeed. So Dunboyne, true to that Division One uh, under twenty one championship final, and uh, the rest of the results. Yeah, so in the quarter final then of the twenty one championship, Rototh had a big win against Wolf Tones. Rototh two sixteen to the Wolf Tones one six. So they now have a semi final fixture. The fixtures aren't out yet, so we don't know when they're going to be on. We're waiting okay. on pitch availability. The whole lot for the CC to send us that. Then in the second tier, under 21A, uh, Manalvi, Boards Mill, Bet, Clonagwell, which is 4 11 to 4 9. Uh, Kerner Ross, Bet, Dunsany, Bet to Dunsany, 3 9 to 2 7 in the B Championship semi final. Then there was a big win for Kilbride, who Bet Clement and Barra 2 10 to 2 8 in the, in the B semi final. So we know the B final, which is going to be now Kerner Ross and Kilbride. Excellent. Then in the C, we're just waiting, the result hasn't come in there for Longwood and St. Pat's. So I'd say some of the St. Pat's lads were playing along with probably still on their way home at the moment. That gives at 12 o'clock today. We're still on the way back <laughs> to the East Coast. Uh, Blackhall Gales gave a walk over to any Gales in that seat. There's actually round robin in that division because there's so few teams. Right. Then in the hurling, uh, Retoth bet Nafina 4-11 to Nafina's 1-8, which was a big win for Retoth. Trim had a big win on Friday night. Trim 3-20 to Kildaki's 1-12. Then Dumri Clemesson had a big win in the B Championship against Retoth's second team. 4-14 to 1-8 and they're, they're probably a credit to the hurling that's gone over there now we're told putting in two teams under 21 is a great result for them be it they didn't win the second team but it just shows there's a lot of players absolutely yeah the numbers it's just just on that point actually when they played Dunry a couple of weeks ago in their second team in the under 21 they had 31 players it's football out. football second team 31 players out. credit to Dunry they actually still bet them in the end but I think in total they have something like 51 players between the two teams under 21 and, and without like without putting them in the square that's probably actually a bad return of players because they would have had nearly 30 or 40 lads and they should nearly have 120 players so like 51 <laughs> for that it's actually you're never happy you know what I mean yeah, like you just, it's, double that. it's so good like but at the same time they're missing so many so it just shows you smaller clubs might be struggling to scrape team together and they're told lost half their players what you're saying is there might be room for another club in, in yeah, their throat that's interesting too, yeah. isn't it because I, I suppose that road's a bit dodgy out to Dunshockton going to pitch there somewhere <laughs> but going back that's where they're going back, yeah. go back to the structures lads I mean there's only going to be a senior championship and we're told they've been making strides with their second team winning junior C and junior B now they're going into this reserve championship next year as a second team 
surely to God, like they're only able to use 15, obviously, start and then another five or six subs in any given week. Yeah. And the quality that's coming through, but some lads aren't going to be happy playing a reserve championship. Made of four teams, at least. That's where you're looking at added emphasis on the league every year with the start structure now where you're guaranteed county players for so many games. So if the league be, takes on a higher thing every year, then that will offset that to a certain extent. And the second teams are coming into the A leagues as well. So the second teams won't be in B League Division One anymore. Yeah, yeah, that, that's team. the thing. So you can so their second team can climb Division up the two, leagues. Division two mm-hmm. Yeah, I could, could actually climb up to Division One as well. Just I don't know. Are we well, maybe we can. I don't. Worry about that in Dublin, I'm not sure. I think they might allow two teams of the same they do, yeah. in the one league. Yeah. So. I'd be open to it if there were. Well, I I think wasn't that a worry a couple of years ago when Dunmore Ashburn got to the semi final of the intermediate? Yeah. Um, you know, and they were they were looking going. Dunmore Ashburn could them. actually have two teams in the in the senior yeah. championship. But they wouldn't have been allowed to go. Up. They the championship. No. no. No championship. You can only have one team in a championship. Right. There is a rule on that. All right. Okay. Well, just two other results to finish off the weekend and hurling, the Brendan Davis Cup saw Kildare beating Rotor two eighteen to two thirteen. So they're playing. Another another game against Kiltail, so be, <laughs> it's like the World Series or something. Best of seven, or anything. Well, yeah, because because uh, won the league final last yeah. week, and now they're back in the Brendan Davis uh, final. So it's going to be, yeah, you know, one, one of them is going to have two out of three anyway. They weren't allowed to play it last year, and then the CCC wouldn't refix it. The game wasn't played last year, yeah. so and then Clonagale. Uh, another victory for Clannagale they bet Nafina in the Division 2 Hurling League final 216 to 214 how did Clannagale get on in the under 21 championship and they won that or they lost them in Albion they lost them in Albion that so their their winning streak just came to an end with one of their teams but uh, phenomenal year for for Clannagale and of course uh, we will be looking forward it goes back to I know it's a point we've raised many of the time that realistically playing league Hurling on the 17th of November is probably a bit mad because Nafina haven't been playing in weeks that were told hurling team have been knocked out for months and only for them playing football they're relatively fit like that hopefully their next year structures all the league will be concluded before the championship starts yeah because a bit mad training in the background for a, for a league final yeah absolutely um, um, we can't wait to find out what those uh, what the restructuring of the fixtures is going to look like for next year I know that uh, there's rumours that uh, like the Fresh Cup, Cornabonia and the Taunching Cup maybe start yeah, they're talking, January. They, they made that announcement at the county board meeting that they're going to be the pre-season tournaments, so they're right. going to be first up. So we'll, we'll see when does that pre-season actually start. It'll be that, January, February, March. And so. that answers my question about uh, the, the, the ranking of the, the three competitions. So it's going to be bottom of the pile, Fresh mm. Cup, uh, Cornabonia, uh, Taunching Cup, they'll start the season of no burn cup status really exactly and then your league and then your championship so that is the status of of, of, of each of the competitions um, so uh, I suppose um, when we get the, the fixtures we'll share them uh, on social media they'll be out in the next couple of days but uh, there's only one of the under 21 finals already confirmed and that's the B final between Karen Ross and Kilbride is that right? yeah yeah no one at all but we and still no fixture for that don't buy our truth to the under 21 championship uh Final, and we're not sure the semi final is for Toth and Nafina. That's yeah. on in three days' time on the 20th at eight o'clock. So, for Toth and Nafina, Nafina team is quite strong as well, of course. That's Shane, Wednesday, is it? Yeah, uh, Shane Walsh, Ethan Devine, and Sylvia Adams. Yeah, they were yeah. beaten in the minor final yeah. three years ago, we St. Colin Kill, so they'd be very strong. They've Shane McDonald, Ethan Devine, Shane Walsh. Shawnee Johnson three, yeah. three of them are in the mid senior panel in the year gone by Luke Kelly and a few lads Luke Kelly Yoshi McCluskey in the mid minors last yeah. so they'd be, ve- they'd be regarded as a very strong outfit absolutely and uh, uh, we were told they, to have a hit exactly you're looking at serious like in fairness Dunboyne Rathout and Nafina you're looking at you know three quality teams there left in that competition of course Dunboyne are in that final and uh, it's going to be a shootout between Rathout and Nafina to get uh, the privilege of playing Dunboyne in that under-21 final. Um, we're going to move on now to some underage results, and we'll go to Brian Kelly for, I think you've got a few under-15 results, and then we'll be going back to Kieran for some of the um, the underage, the, the lower underage, the under-13 results. So, yeah, Brian, you have under-15 results? Yeah, I'll go through it in chronological order. Uh, last Thursday night, Navin Amahanis beat Wolf Tones in the under-15 Harlan Division 3 final, 113 to 10 points. On Friday night, Clannagale defeated Bolivar in the under-15 Football League Division 7 final, 6-8-2-5. On the same night, the Division 1 final was abandoned after two minutes. 
a, or a toad player picked up a bad ankle injury. Thankfully, he's not as bad as first fear, but the right call was made in the interest of health and safety to call the game off and it'll be rescheduled. Then today, in the Division 8 final, Trim's second team were beaten by Dunham Ashburn's second team. Nine goals and 12 points for Dunham Ashburn, five points for Trim. Oh, that's a tidy one there. Um, in the Division 6 final then played in Drumconnort today, sorry, in Kilmainham, Oldcastle 4-13, Kilmainham Wood 2-9. And in Drumconnort, I haven't just got the score to hand at the moment, but Ballinlock defeated Rick Kenny. Brilliant, sorry, I was just adjusting uh, your microphone there for you, just so it's staying at the right level for you. So, um, grand. I, I was doing my work, but now I can't because I can't see the screen. But shall we get over? <laughs> well, there's no point no calling it the results that the people can't hear you. Uh, there's but, a few who wouldn't, wouldn't mind not hearing one of those results. Oh, so. no, that's it, and exactly. Yeah. For that exact yeah, reason. Yeah, there's a few of them, all right, there's a few results of that. Uh, manner. What we'll do now is we'll head over again to Kieran Flynn. You were at some of the hurling finals over the weekend, coming coming the months ago ones. No, it? no, under thirteen. Oh, the under thirteen one. Sorry. Uh, Davy was at the football finals with his uh, his own school one. We'll get to that. We'll have a slide from later on as well on that. So uh, the under thirteen finals. There was the A B C finals and the D finals were played in the hurling. So during the week, and uh, I was talking. To, you can say this because Fintan Porter, the manager, was there. <laughs> He's on my committee as well. Where were the games played, sorry? In Dungani. In Dungani. On the all-weather. Okay. But on Wednesday night we played the D-final was O'Matney's and Retote. Two goals, so O'Matney's Retote four points. And anyone that's there probably says one of the worst games that we're ever at in their lives. It's just desperate. Absolutely. Even the man's about the field said, they've never got going. And I've seen them, they're, both, they're second teams, but they're essentially the Division 1 under-12s. And I've seen them playing under-12 this year and they were amazing. But whatever, they just came and it was cold and but nobody enjoyed it. Was it cold, it. wet night? Oh, yeah, it was just night. horrible. And what might it was postponed because two weeks earlier the yellow alert was on and we yeah. cancelled it in advance because we didn't want to risk it. Maybe we should have risked it in the rain. <laughs> but that was that just shows you underage can be strange like that. But the other three finals were brilliant. Uh, Longwood, 3-6, Dunham Ashman, 3-4. Maliki, what's Neve Burke's son, he'd be a nephew of Mickey Burke was playing in the middle of the field, Maliki. And Jiz, he's a mighty hurler. He's got a great goal. He's a he strikes on the left side, and Jiz, he scored a goal from about twenty five yards in the top corner. I got a bit of a flake, and as he was taking it as well, which was always good because he turned around to give a bit of a fist pump to the crowd and all. So, <laughs> so there's there's a good bit of the Burke strength in him. Yeah, one to watch out for in the future. Then uh, Lock Crew Gales, Gale Column Kill, which is like a I know that this the Kells area love these kind of I know international teams like over in Bohemian. There's a lot a lot of clubs in the one team. But they were brilliant now. It just shows you the hurling is getting better in that North Mead section. And one of the only scoring there's one of the best that went off injured. Went off, got a bit of medical treatment, came back on and scored a goal, and then they took him back off again. So a bit of a kind of a Peter Canavan, just kind of in and out, get the goal, take him off. Was brilliant. Then the, the actual the A final was between Trim and Dumboyne. It was 3 12 to two points for Trim. And Trim have just continued their dominance at juvenile level. Yeah, like some of the marvellous work over there at underage like Murray there who's with the senior team is coaching that team and okay. one of the young lads Ennis he was actually playing under 14 all year and he's only under 12 he's unbelievable he stands out at under 12 level 13 and 14 it's brilliant so trim trim hurling is just constantly on the rise there's been cycles like we talked about before where Clemesson were very good then Kiltail and now it's trim maybe Rototh and Dumbine and some of the beer clubs may take over but at the moment there's no let up by trim like if they don't win a final now, it's a tragedy, a crisis. You know? Oh well, I'm sure that that like a senior championship final is definitely on the way for Trim. Oh, it, it has to. It has with, to be. With, with the players there, getting intermediate first. <laughs> no, no, oh, oh, the hurling. Yeah, yeah. Sorry, <laughs> sorry. Did you wake up there? Did you? <laughs> yeah, no. We're speaking about the hurling at the end of the day. Davey was in a world of his own there. The poor chap. He heard, and it's not a hurling world. <laughs> yeah. I just tend to switch off when we start talking about hurling, so that's why. <laughs> sorry, lads. No, but well, yeah. as well at the, at the weekend coming, then there's all the football finals are finishing off as Correct. well. So um, there's two finals on Tuesday, two on Thursday, and two. Do you on have Saturday. those fixtures yeah. there? Qualifier ahead. Yeah, so the A final is on um, between St Peter's and Boyne. Under twelve, under thirteen. Oh, sorry, under thirteen. So there's St Peter's and Boyne. We're in the hurling final. Are now back in the football final against Rotot. Can I ask? Is this championship or league? It's all. We just have a competition. So it's the league. and is this? Did they get to go to the Fela then? No, this? it's a Fela. That's a separate competition. Yeah, it used okay. to be the, back in your day, back yeah. in the fifties, with the yeah, which is one division. Everyone the first ever Fela. <laughs> Back with Coo Cullen and Satanta yeah. and all the boys. <laughs> but <laughs> St. Peter's the boy player were taught. That Coo Cullen fella, he was overrated. Yeah. I tell you, I played him. <laughs> then uh, Gail Cullen Kill, who obviously uh, 
sorry, they're not in it. It's Walterstown. That's the lucky I checked that the system. Oh, it's okay. Walterstown v Dundry. So it might be a colour ch- or a jersey change there needed. Dundry making great strides as juvenile. Then there's Karen Ross and St Mary's. St Mary's actually Cormac Riley, the referee, his son is playing on that team. He's a good lad. He's actually he could be a fellow to keep an eye on. Young Riley. Excellent. Then Nafina Longwood, Malachy be back out the middle of the field again for that under thirteens. He's a stallion, as the buff would say, over in the hurling side of things. And then just to finish off, Simon Sound playing Central Sound in Division H. And then Dundry Feeble Labour. Oh. So there's a load of finals next week. So. Ah, boys are going to get your boys, Kira, uh, Brian Kelly. It's developing football at that age, Mickey. It's not all about winning. Uh, that's where things are going wrong in some clubs. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's, that's an easy, easy to say when you haven't won out in a while. <laughs> <laughs> It's not about winning, it's about participating. It's yeah. never about participating, it's all about winning. No, the, uh, hopefully there's no one ever said participating. I said and we'll be doing a, a Patreon podcast in the Under 7 Championship coming up at the end of the, end of the month. And we'll be at interviews with the Under 7s. <laughs> I'd say they'd be well able to talk yeah. as well. But uh, yeah, fair play. No, it's great, you know, that the, the, the that we have such concise. Uh, such an amount of uh, information well, least, on that under There'll be at least, Brian, you said there's a thousand games at the under 13, 14, 15 level or so, and then there's another thousand plus. Oh, I know at this stage is, Kieran, I'm actually fed up going to f- finals and football matches. I know, we're the, we're the two people that dislike going to finals. It's, kind of, it's ironic. Lads are training all year to get to the final, and we're like, oh, Christ. Two, two today, two tomorrow, two Wednesday, two Friday. It's just, it's, uh, yeah. It's uh, goes with the territory. We get no, we get no Did you not know the job description, lads, when you talk to them? No, um, I'm, uh, I'm going to sue under a false description <laughs> of the Trading Act. <laughs> um, well, uh, no, great to see uh, that the, all those underage competitions are coming to the uh, final stages and uh, the great excitement um, for those kids getting to those finals and um, and also the heartbreak as well and learning to deal with it. It's absolutely brilliant, so it is, and it, uh, it'll harden them up for. For years to come and, and, and life lessons. I'm not all going to play with Carter. I'm going to congratulate Davy his school after one of those in the coming months. Called has to be a big moment for the parish. We had that final day, Davy. Yeah, it was brilliant. Yeah, the boys are boys are superb now. Barney Rock was over them, and um, first win for us, I think, in eleven years in schools football, and uh, some fine footballers coming on. Um, Glenn Lochran's two lads, Keen and Dara. Dara's in sixth class, uh, or sorry, Keen's in sixth class, Dara's only in fourth class. Dara was probably man of the match, I'd say. Um, outstanding, a couple of young Fitzsimons's, um, brilliant. Uh, Har- Harry Keaton, son of Inno, and Harvey English, son of Damien as well. The oh, right, yeah, yeah, Damien. Um, cornerback, very good. So, yeah, I think I'll hang around for the five or six years until this crop come along and we might have another bit of success. Can I, can I see one or two ringers from outside the parish? One child and so his father had a picture up last yeah, night. Yeah, uh, Jeremy Cairns. Uh, yeah, I doubt he was too happy about that. But I, I he's um obviously Liam Devine. He's um he was captain of the team. Uh, very good footballer. Like I'm sure he. Wonder, have to be wonder where he got that from. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> his, his mother was a great footballer. Yeah. <laughs> but I'm sure Jody probably has eyes on him going to Lara maybe in a couple of years' time. So um, that'll be an interesting one when it does come to pass. Uh, he plays his underage football obviously with Gail Conn Gill, but. You know, I'm sure Jody would mind him seeing him talking out with Bad and Lock, but we'll have to see on that one. Yeah, or Corton. Yeah. <laughs> We'd ah, love to see him as well. But. Sure, look, my, my kids tug out every weekend, but on a Rat jersey, and, you know, I'd love to see them in a, in a Simonson jersey. But look, yeah. the way it is usually is that wherever your kids' friends are, that's where they end up, and, and you have to support them. And, and, and sure, look, it's only a game of football at the end of the day. Sticking with Corton, though, mm-hmm. um, did I see you did a solo uh, to Crow Park, or was that yeah, just the we, years? No, we no we took part. So uh, St. Dalton's did it for Gregory McKeever, who um young player. I would have played a lot of underage football with him. He suffered a bad ankle, very bad ankle injury over the summer. Um, and St. Dalton's did a fundraiser solo into Crow Park on Saturday. And, you know, we took part. Uh, we started from McHugh's, so Greeka, to Newgate, to the okay. Road, so it's about 5k altogether. So, 15 of us from Corton took part in that, and um, we also had our player awards and table quiz on Friday night. So, there's a lot of shook heads at seven o'clock. Where did you go on the quiz, David? Oh, I stopped, I lost interest. <laughs> the questions were too hard, but uh, <laughs> the questions only hard if you don't know the answer, do you? yeah. It was even harder, <laughs> <laughs> Uh, it was uh, it was hard getting up on Saturday morning to do that, but it was a great cause. We we enjoyed it, you know, thoroughly enjoyed the taking part. The Ultons lads were, you know, much appreciative of what we did, and they went on then to Crow Park themselves 
and then they had a night. I think they had a bit of an auction in the tanker then Saturday night as well. So brilliant. Um, it was it was all for a good cause, you know. Yeah, absolutely, and and well done to both clubs and collaborating on that. Um, and hmm. amalgamating and that uh, uh, to, to help out an injured player in St. Dalton's. It was, uh, it's great to see it. Look, at the end of the day, you, all, you do all play, we've mentioned it loads of times, you do all play your underage football together and then you separate at adulthood, at adulthood to play with either Courtown or St. Dalton's. But look, you've all grown up together and you just all live in the one area. Like so, It's only a matter of time, Mickey. Well, I wasn't going to say that, but I'm just saying like, it's, it's great to see that the friendship still lives on and that it's it's only like again as I say it's only a game of football when you're between the white lines your enemies when you come off the field is your best boats. That's it, and they were no different when we were you know raising for high tower yeah. last year as well. You know they helped out, and as you say, football is only a game, and there's a lot more important things when it comes to you know injuries and and things like that. So um, yeah, we were more than happy to help out. Brilliant, fair play. Um, we're going to move on now, lads, and I suppose. You know, we haven't even finished this year. You boys are crying about, uh, you know, having to go to two finals today, two finals tomorrow, two finals the next day and the whole lot. And it's only around the corner that the O'Byrne Cup is starting. O'Byrne Cup, round one, December the 7th. It's three weeks away. Uh, like, Kieran it's great that, like, it feels like it's only yesterday that we were watching the me team playing. It feels like they've had no break at all. But I suppose that's because of the extended run that they've had, which I suppose we haven't had in Mead for, for, for quite a few years now. Um, and, you know, it's only a couple of months ago since they were, they were playing in the Super 8s, and now they're going back to the O'Byrne Cup in three weeks' time. And the first round sees them pitted against Loud. What a way to open the O'Byrne Cup against Loud in Mead. Yeah, the last time we played with the O'Byrne Cup, we were talking on Twitter today about... That famous one where uh, the goalie had to go off and Big Joe came on. Yeah, and I goals. never heard abuse coming from people in the standards, man. <laughs> Were you at that one, Davey? No, no. Unfortunately, or maybe fortunately that they got the goal. Maybe it was a bit of closure on the whole incident because if Joe had saved us... Yeah. There'll the never be closure for those people. Yeah, <laughs> right, actually. Yeah. Screw the whole of them. Yeah, up me. <laughs> Big Joe. <laughs> yeah, there's great excitement about it because, like, you know... And we like, played in Ballinabracky, make them drive the whole way down through me, and we'll have the we'll have the roads pulled in the whole lot. It's it's funny it's like hard for them. it's funny <laughs> like uh, like we here in Mead, we would think of our biggest rival rivalry as being Dublin, but you go to Loud, their biggest rivalry is Mead, and we don't even we don't even we don't even think about the game like against Loud, but they do they do an awful lot of thinking about that game, and that's going to make for a great opening. First round game in the O'Byrne Cup, David. Mm, yeah, it's something to get me fans optimistic about the new year, probably pre-Christmas, you know, and uh, I'm sure look at it. Any, any game me than Loud is always a good one, particularly if you're from Loud, as, as Flinner said, like they, they seem to think of that as they're all learning. It doesn't yeah, matter well, if it's yeah. in December. Or... Speaking of that, there's actually an up for the match in the Westcourt Hotel and draw had it the night beforehand. <laughs> <laughs> Loud are wheeling out all their Pass players. So I, was say, I was going to say greats. Paddy Keenan. Paddy Keenan. JP Rooney. Oh, yeah. Colin Judge. He's a great. Let's hope that this is not shared in, uh, in, in loud. We're just going to be in every bloody dressing room opposition dressing room all year. Yeah. Like, where the fuck is in Navin or North Mead or in Trim or Kells? Or where are they? Where are they? The, we're we're the, live. I tell yeah. you only, they're going to be looking for us, so they are. They're going to be... we, we have to move every week. <laughs> Rashi and Drogheda, which well, might not be lines. <laughs> round one is December the 7th. It's Saturday. It's 2pm and it's Mead versus Loud. I presume that's going to be in Park Talchin. Yeah, I think they're looking to play them in Park Talchin just to get lads' experience in the county ground. So. so they'll have to be early. That's not... Two o'clock on a Saturday. Two, yeah, yeah, yeah. Last year we played on a Saturday. I know it was played in Ashburn on a Saturday evening. So it'll probably depend on what... Condition the pitches in a park college and that yeah, too. it depends exactly because there'll be remedial work always this time of the year. I know Ashburn are doing remedial work in their grounds and they're fixing some of the bulbs, etc. So they're getting themselves ready in case they're needed. And there's no bulbs in Navin. No, well, there's loads of bulbs, it's just nowhere to put them. <laughs> We're all a bit dim in Navin, yeah, yeah well, loads, they're growing at the back. But, but on the Up Iron Cup fixtures, anyway, that kicks off on Saturday the 7th, as we said. 2pm medium loud in a mead venue. We're presuming it's going to be Park Tolchin. Round 2 is on the 14th and that's a Saturday as well. 2pm and it sees West Mead taking on Mead. So two great rivalries there in our first two, uh, two games. And then the last one is on January the 4th, 2020. Saturday, 2pm, Mead versus Leash. Again, in a mead, fixture, a mead venue and we're presuming that'll be in Park Tolchin as well. But lads, it's 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 back to... it's You know, it's a... Like, I suppose... Looking at looking at the year as a whole and looking forward to next year, 
you know, how much optimism have you going forward, Davey Russell? I have a lot of optimism. I'm, I'm buzzing for Division 1 football. I wouldn't really, really remember the last time we played Division 1 football. <laughs> Jesus, to be honest I grew up and they were already playing Division yeah, 1 football. And people kind of are a little bit, you know, like that. They're kind of saying, ah, well, sure, we're only back in Division 1. But for the newer generation of me yeah. fans, and I probably from your mid-twenties backwards, they wouldn't remember me playing Division 1 or playing in, you know, Super 8 kind of football quarterfinals, yeah, yeah, yeah. barring the couple in the... 2007 2009 but it's great and I mean the couple of new additions which we we may talk about on the Patreon this week I was just going to say yeah on on this week's Patreon service we are going to be discussing uh, the county panel and uh, the new additions to that county panel Um, if there is any abscondees or players that are not on the panel we'll try and fish that out as well but we do have a little bit of info and uh, we will also be previewing the Leinster Club Junior semi-final between uh, Clan McGill and Ballymore Eustace um, and uh, we'll uh, also uh, be having a look at uh, the manager Mary go round as well which we'll discuss a little bit here on, on the podcast but going back to to uh, to that Davey um, you know it, it there has to be great optimism going into, into 2020 yeah absolutely and I mean for the new lads that are coming in it must be a great camp to be going into in previous years you'd be forgiven for thinking that it'd be a bit doom and gloom after maybe a poor year or whatever after such a good year now I'd say the boys were chomping at the bit to get back in and get back at it the club football is great and lads enjoy their time with the club it's, it's very important that they do that and then they have a the couple of weeks off and holidays with family and all that kind of stuff that's vitally important because lads need to recharge the batteries but for the new lads or the younger lads coming from say the under 20s etc it's it's just going to be an exciting time and they'll want to kick on and, and try and challenge these boys to, to get into the team they will indeed and Kieran Flynn um, just on that I was speaking to the cabin manager Mickey Graham last night and you know the troubles that he's having uh, trying to get players to commit and you know this new generation the millennials they, they don't seem the snowflakes, to the snowflakes. You, know, you, might, you might call them snowflakey or whatever but like I was discussing it with him and he said he had brought in a, 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 a right few players this year he's lost a few to his panel um, but you know there's a few things to it there was two players that he brought in and they uh, after two training sessions rang him up and said this is not for me and he goes what do you mean this is not for you and they says, oh, look, it's interfering with my social life. It's interfering with my study. It's interfering with uh, my life in general. And it's way too much equipment. I can't do anything else. And he goes, that's what being a county footballer is. So a lot of people, you know, there's there's so many distractions out there. That's number one. And number two, they look as well. A lot of players now look and, you know, it, it happened in Mead only a couple of years ago as well. And players look and say, have I a chance of winning something? I oh, no, there's no chance of winning. I'm not going to win in Leinster because Dublin are, are, are going to win that. Uh, have I a chance of getting to the Super 8s or winning All-Ireland? Not really. And they opt out because of that as well. So th- th- there's, a, there's a lot of issues for managers to have to try and deal with when they're trying to pick a county panel. But he did say to me as well that Andy McIntyre has has treated that, that whole situation so well. We know of a player who left for those reasons a couple of years ago on the Mead panel um, and, and, and it was all, it was brought out in the media. But Andy McIntyre has instilled a, a, a pride in that jersey again and players want to go into his panel now which is which is which is hard for most managers to do absolutely but I think the first thing you said was he, I think he guaranteed them the shift in the palace anytime they're in the palace so I think that's <laughs> obviously integral the, integral. the shift the <laughs> shift in the, the palace, palace you know, like, it's integral yeah, if, if you're integral. on the main team you'll get the shift in the palace it's just so. it's an important disclaimer out there to put that out there but on a serious note obviously Davey Rispin I can see him there thinking how do I get on to the first panel <laughs> I don't need to get out of it. Oh! <laughs> <laughs> There's a podcast now. Yeah. Sorry, go back to the yeah. <laughs> But on a serious note, obviously, I think it, the mean jersey has always meant a little more. Maybe we're biased. Obviously, we are biased in that. But it, the jersey's always meant something to me, especially in the last well, well, you know, no, 30 you, years. Well, no, you can't say that because, as I said, only a couple of years ago, we, we're not going to mention any names, but there was a player who yeah. left the panel um, because they, they weren't going to win out. We've got more new lads probably, more have come on than left in recent times, especially in the last two to three years, because I think they do see an upward trajectory and there is more happening, we hope. But I think it's going to be ultimately a problem that... Every uh, manager is going to have to deal with it. People are going, to, are going to basically struggle to commit because of so much going on. And there was reports about it recently about third level and etc. how hard it is to commit to everything. So people are just making making the decisions not to not to get involved. 
But yeah. you'll, but no matter how successful you are, you'll always have one or two lads opting not to be part of the panel in any given year. Like, go through history, there's, it'll always be the case. Somebody will have personal circumstances. They might be financially need a dollar in America to go to America to play football for the summer. These things will happen. Like, we look through it. There's Gary Brennan and Claire, one of the best midfielders in the country. He's not opting off the Clare panel next year because there's no chance of winning it. And if that was the case, he'd have done it in previous years. But he's pushing 30 now. He's He wants to see a bit of the world. The world is a smaller place. Oh, yeah, it wasn't yeah. like that years ago either. Brian, you can't single out one player like that and say, well, that fella. Okay, we could pick out, we could pick out players like that. But more managers are finding it so difficult to get players to commit because they don't have a chance yeah, of winning a, that or also, because there's too much involved in being a county footballer. Yeah, and but what a, I'm saying to you is, is that Andy McIntyre has somehow nurtured that and he has turned it around on its head, which I'm saying is no other manager seemed to be able to do it, I haven't been able to do it in such a short time like he has. Yeah, but there's probably also fellas in the meat panel who we're not aware of or who the general public aren't aware of who have opted not to be part of the panel in the last year or two as well. I guarantee not every single player who was asked in has gone in. I I I know that, yeah, and I and I and I get that. Yeah. What I'm saying to you is, is that he's managed to get most of the best players. Like I know, like you look, you look at you look at the Cavan team, for instance. I'm just going to pick that. I can pick a few more as well if we need to. But like the Cavan team, like your Darren McVitie's and your Connor Miners are gone away traveling now, so they are. And there's another couple gone off the team. There's loads of room for players to come in. There's some fantastic players playing club football down there. And they're just not, it's too much. The county commitment is too much. What I'm saying to you is, I know, like, there obviously there are players that have been asked into that Mead panel that haven't gone in. But the players that are there, my point is, is that they want to be there. There's no point in having a player who doesn't want to be there in on your county panel. And that happens all too often, that there's players who just want to be there for the stardom. But David, you looking at yeah. that Mead team, like, if we go through the, the, the backs, if we go through the, the ratings that they got last year that we took, like, the, the ratings that the players got, like, you know, it just shows you the commitment level that's there. And there are a few players that have been asked in this year as well that we we want, we would love to have wanted to see on the panel. And they have committed to it, like, but you're only adding to it. You haven't lost much from that team. So, like, like other managers are, are losing massive players. Off their teams. That's it, and the beauty of it is that the lads who come in at various stages throughout the year, you, you, do you remember you had the ongoing list yeah. of numbers of players that were played in any form for me. The, the performances didn't dip, so the, the average mark Standard, was probably yeah. seven and a half, we'd say, out of ten. Yeah. It didn't matter if you know a fella got injured and another lad came in. Sometimes you'd see in other teams and other sports that might weaken a team, and, and the the overall performance goes down and that player mightn't be up to scratches, you know, to what was there previously. With me this year, to be to be honest with you, and it was something particularly with the backs, you know, we, yeah. we tended to vary them around with injuries and stuff. If it was Gavin McCoy or Ronan Ryan or whoever it was coming in to play, Shane Gallagher, the, the performance levels didn't dip and there was serious competition for places there and you just knew whatever six backs went out were going to do an excellent job for me. Yeah, and 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 always, always gave it. Now, okay, and we were a little bit light on the forward front last year. Those players are going to mature again. Hopefully, there there might be a few new additions to the panel and whatever. Again, we'll be discussing that on our Patreon podcast. But it is a very exciting year ahead. Um, and as I said, talk to other managers. You know, people think that Andy McIntyre has a really good formula and he's he's working it really well at the moment. So it could be a very, very good year for Mead uh, in 2020. Of course, it's starting in December 2019 with the O'Byrne Cup. And while the O'Byrne Cup is starting, we'll also have the Q Cup and uh, uh, the new manager of the Mead Hurlers, um, Nick Weir, he gets his first taste of the county hurling scene on December the 1st. It's a Sunday and it's 2pm and Mead will be taking on Antrim. I'm going to go to Kieran Flynn, our small ball expert. And round three, there's only three teams in that uh, in that group, so Mead only played twice. That's going to be played on the 15th and it's a Sunday. It's going to be Wicklow v Mead in the Wicklow venue or maybe it could be in Dublin. We're not sure of the venue for that one yet. But the Q Cup coming up and Nick Weir will get a chance to uh, have a look at his team, Kieran Flynn. Yeah, it's going to be very interesting to see. Uh, obviously, we initially were supposed to be looking to get into the Wilds Cup I think 
on mature reflection realised that the way the restructures have gone in Leinster, that that would be too much would be in the senior competition, which yeah. is way too strong for us. So we're in the real Keogh Cup now. In the past, the Keogh Cup was very weak. So we're in the right section. Antrim would be quite strong. Wicklow may be weak, depends. But it's going to be interesting. We know a fair bit of Antrim over the last couple of years. Yeah, right, we've so we do. played them. We've beaten them and drew with them at the same time. <laughs> so it depends on your perspective. But it'll be interesting. Now, they've obviously upped their game. They've brought a lot of the lads back into the panels that they didn't have that year in the Christie Ring. And, of course, their senior hurling is only for Shock, Neil and Derry. are so strong, the Antrim teams dominate Ulster every year. So it's interesting to see how we go against them. It's a home game, probably in Trim. So it'll be interesting to see what that'll be like. There are some players who have gone on holidays and some have, are travelling the world, etc. And some have opted out to build houses and all sorts of things. So it'll be interesting to see what kind of panel takes the field that day. Because I've heard of people going in and out, but we're still just kind of seeing who's actually going to be taking the field for the hurlers. Yeah, really. They had a meeting there recently and there was most of the senior hurling panels were there from clubs. So I think everyone's getting a chance, which I think is the right thing for Nick Weir to do. We're going up to Joe McDonough. It's going to be difficult. So we'll give everyone a chance to come in and get themselves on the panel. Well, you'd hope that uh, it, it's a chance for him to blood some young players maybe into the in, into the panel. Well, absolutely. Like the the minor panels and twenty panels, they haven't been maybe overly successful. So they won the Paddle of Hand two years ago. The other and B. Some of starting to hit the twenty age, and some of the lads like Nicky Part and them are starting to to be no doubting in these lads. Be interested to see how much of a step up they can make to a senior panel at inter county level. But I think the 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 guts of the lads, like for example. Uh, Jaxie Regan from Kiltail who won the, the player of the year as we talked about here a few weeks ago yeah. he won the player of the year at the Christ, at the Christian Ring level so you're going to be relying on the likes of him still to score the freeze and at that level what age is Jaxie? He's, he's not he's, he's younger than me so yeah, he's, he's 25 and yeah, 25, yeah. 24 it's a, yeah, and, and like he's he's a, it's a, it just always feels like he's been around forever like playing hurling for me yeah, he's, he's on the panel he took one or two he was a year and a half or so off the panel when he done his arm, there was a bit of kind of he ducked himself off it, but it, it's going to be difficult because they're going to be relying on the likes of other players like Nicky Potterton, who's one of the better club hurlers, to come up and dominate at county level. It's not going to be easy. So the Q Cup is very much going to ground the players, see where we can go. But ultimately, now National League next year, it's going to be difficult. And then, of course, the Joe McDonald's going to be extremely difficult. But the boys want to be up there, they're demanding, well, that's demanding really, their spot. So. Well, that's it, you know. And, and as I said, this Q Cup gives them a chance to blood it. Some young players may be into it and uh, see what the strength and depth is going to be like for the hurlers this year. Um, we wish them all the best of luck. We wish Mead the best of luck in their uh, 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 2020 season, kicking off with the O'Byrne Cup in 2019. Um, and, uh, of course, we wish all of the teams that are going on to under-21 finals and playing in the underage finals that Brian Kelly mentioned as well, over the next few days, we wish them all the best of luck as well. And the else from uh, the county board for the podcast, Mr. Flynn? Just obviously the house draws mentioned the whole time. It's Realistically, we have to promote that as much as can. We're obviously coming to the end of the year now and clubs will be looking to get their AGMs in order. Just make sure that they get the right people involved. And it's a great time to go to your community and maybe ask people to get involved because a lot of people will... Kind of him and Hall give out on the sidelines, and maybe sometimes they're looking to be asked to get involved. So, a lot of clubs having their AGMs, be sure to get new people involved because you don't want the same old people. And when I mean old, I mean the same people doing the jobs, not necessarily older people because some of them are the best administrators we have. But just new people, we want a fresh GM, freshen it up and, and bring some new ideas, of course. Um, uh, just on that as well, with the uh, I already mentioned it with the uh, competition coming up, the draw for the house. We will be having Seamus Kenny in, the head of operations, and he will be giving us an update on the um, situation with the house draws and um, also um, with Park Tolchin and the underage uh, setups in Mead as well. Don't forget uh, to watch out on our Patreon service for that. Brian Kelly, anything from the Minor County Board? Uh, from the Minor County Board, nothing too major, um, but I think it'd be remiss tonight not to mention the great success that there was in the City West Hotel last night for the ladies All-Stars. Absolutely. Monica McGurk became the first Mead player to win an All-Star since 2011 when Irene Munley won the goalkeeper award. Monica followed in her footsteps and won the goalkeeper award last night. Richly deserved. Probably was robbed not to win the Intermediate Players Player of the Year as well. Ashling Maloney from Tipperary won that. Yeah, hard to argue as well. Two of them, you could make a case for both of them. Yeah, really uh, I, I could argue it as long as I wanted now, to be honest. Uh, and then 
we had a, another success as well. Kira Smith from yeah, the screen underage. won the Rising Star. Yeah. Kira's under sixteen again next year. She's a huge talent. Her brothers would be well known to followers of men men's hopel in the county. Owen and um, the <laughs> <name. laughs> Owen and Shane. Shane was a meet minor this year. Owen was a minor a couple of years ago and I meet on the twenty last year. And our father Declan would be well known in GA circles too. And Kira's a fantastic talent. I think the two boys wouldn't mind it being said that she possibly is a better footballer than either of them. Oh, oh, well, understandably so. And I'd say that they would probably accept that uh, after her picking up that uh, fantastic award last night in uh, City West, wasn't it? City and it was yeah. uh, Dahi and um, Mr. Morrissey were the compares on the night. Um, well done to all of the Mead players involved in that. Of course, Monica McGurk as well, getting her all-star. Dave Rispin, have you anything else for the We Are Mead podcast this week? No, I suppose it's probably important to give the Movember a bit of a shout-out. I know Flynn is here beside Oh, him. he's sporting a he's lovely tash. That's a horrendous tash. To be honest. <laughs> it looks like <laughs> a 70s porn star. Yeah, barely see it, to be fair. Yeah, There's like, only one part of that sentence is wrong. Somewhere <laughs> <laughs> in the 70s. No, the porn star, obviously. Christ. <laughs> 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 but, uh, no, in fairness, I, I like you used to have the big beard. I don't know how long that would have taken you to grow, considering the mustache has taken its time. But there's some great Ronnies, uh, great Ronnies on show from the Mead lads. I've seen Mickey Newman. Yeah, there. There's hundreds of fuckers doing anything, but that'll be in a few yeah. clubs to take. So, what's what's the link actually? I, I donated myself during the week to it. Um, it's for a great cause. You might have the link off on there. That, I, uh, I can get it, you know, by the time you finish your sentence. But essentially, they're, they're floating around on Facebook, Instagram, it's in WhatsApp groups. But essentially, if, if you go to Movember.com, you can pretty much donate to directly to the to the cause. Like it's it's pretty much all of them are the same. So it's for example, mobro.co forward slash media, I think is the link. So Brilliant. and I said if you donate to the footballers or the hurlers or Manalvi, myself, me, it doesn't really matter. There's no fear and it just goes straight into the Movember fund generally. So yeah. It doesn't matter once you're you're donating the the cause is men's health, so We've had a, we've had unfortunate incidents in Mead this year, and it's only right that it's something like obviously affects the GA very much so. So hopefully people support. Yeah, absolutely. And if you can, trophy Bob, uh, uh, the way of the November uh, charities, um, absolutely brilliant to see uh, such an amount of lads getting together and and and. And growing their tashes and their beards and their schmigs and the whole lot uh, to raise awareness. Like there's uh, 500 for... euros on the Mead GA one already and I think the footballers have matched that if not more. So we're already into the thousands. Brilliant. Which is great for the cause. Yeah, absolutely brilliant. Nothing else to the podcast then, lads? No. Nope. No? I don't no. think so? Right, okay. Don't forget, we are Mead. Why? It matters more. <laughs>